to Summer Bays, the unofficial home and away podcast brought to you by Clara Kavner, where I take a weekly look at the trials and those big old tribulations of Australia's most beloved surfer town, Summer Bay. Each week, I'll do a deep dive into the week's events and discuss dilemmas our characters are remarkably good at finding themselves in, like, when is the right time to lift an AVO? Or should you betray your friend to barter with a detective in order to save yourself? Get ready to feel closer each day to Home and Away. Now, before we get started, I just want to share a top tip to really enhance your home and away viewing. And that is no spoilers. Just try for one week and see. Don't look at what's coming up next on Home and Away. Try not to read the episode descriptions, especially at a time like this where tensions are mounting. And one storyline in particular, Colby, is getting juicier and juicier. It's best not to know what's coming up next. I guarantee it. We'll kick things off this week with just a light teenage romance story between Dr. Tori Morgan and Dr. Christian Grey. We have a cocktail of awkward encounters between Tori and Christian this week that are just, there's actually too many to mention. But I just love Christian's vibe. He seems like a real messer, despite his distressed denim jackets and weird clothing layering, be it like cardigans, t-shirts, ties. It's just, he's such a beautiful face. Why are we ruining it from the neck down? Oh, it's, I don't know who the hell is styling him, but it's, it's quite a look. But anyway... So they meet in the lift again and he pokes one being like Deja Lift. They bump into each other at Salt, have an accidental drink, but it's kicked off with the Tory saying, yeah, I like drinks. I like all kinds of drinks. <laughs> it's just amazing. But they do start to get to know each other. Um, I'm glad now he knows the Robbo Grace situation and the history behind that. So it kind of looked like it was all going one direction. But then they bump into each other in the hospital. He completely knocks Tori over when they crash into each other. And then she's like, are you stalking me? Oh, am I stalking you? So I feel like you take one step forward and then one step back. But then they take 10 steps forward and have a proper lift kiss. This better be paying homage to Shonda Rhimes and Grey's Anatomy. It just better. But then after the kiss... She bloody bolts again. So I just I, I just love this with Tori because she hasn't had a love interest in so long, probably since Ash. And I don't know even if I would call that a love interest. It was more just like obsessed friend turns into girlfriend. So after a powwow with Leah, she's starting to get her head around the idea of actually like, is this just a crush or could this be something serious? Then they have more Grey's Anatomy moments when they turn into this like dream surgical team, like working really well together. What do we do? What do we do? Uh, uh, uh. So it's definitely made them bond, I think, that whole emergency that came in. But then again, then we're knocked back because Tori goes and thinks that Jasmine and Christian are on some date and she gets all rattled and narky with everyone. But like, Tori, why the hell would Jasmine want to get with someone? She is still wearing her wedding ring. She's still going to therapy for... Her, the grief of her husband. Like, let's just get some realism. But, like, Tori is so good at being passive-aggressive. My God. When she's like, oh, Jasmine, you're just so good at trusting people and just, you know, like, be careful. Jasmine's like, what are you talking about? So, anyway, glad that Justin spills to Jasmine about what's actually going on. And then Christian 
starts to call Tori out for her attitude and that she's just jealous. So, you know, things were really closing in on her, but I did not expect it to build up to this amazing point with the mix up at the house where Tori bursts in the door and <laughs> to give out to Justin about talking to Jasmine, going like, how could you blab about my crush on the hot dog? <laughs> Meanwhile, Christian is sitting in the house. So good so I'm glad that Tori owned up to her jealousy he stays for dinner and then he returns the hot dog compliment to her so things are looking VG for Tori so I'm so excited and I just love him because he's just a bit of banter and because she can be so serious and obsessive and look I love Tori but like he brings a certain level of like airiness and spontaneity to Tori's personality yes love where this is going Now, before I move on to the whole Mangrove River family is murdering a murderer, really a crime storyline, you know, the usual. Just want to do a few honourable mentions. So little Jasmine is all fiery after picking up Grace, which we saw at the end of last week. Um, so Tori finds out we really don't know the state of play She because she's given out to Justin for all the grief that he had caused her about the AVO. And then he's the one telling Jasmine to babysit. So after a chat with Irene as well, it's still kind of up in the air. And then boom, Tori drops the AVO. So delighted for Jasmine because... Yeah, she's totally changed in that and proven that she's doing well and responsible and not acting inappropriately with little baby Grace anymore. And then in the wake of Evan and Owen's birthday, we had Ryder feeling like really reflective and like overwhelmed and kind of like, oh, everyone's done so much. And what have I done? Uh, but after a few lovely chats with Alf, kind of telling him, oh, it's up to you how you want to make your mark on the world. But like you've already been through so much, you're only 19. But it does kind of echo something like, oh, there's from Ryder, like, oh, there's got to be more to life. So I don't know, does this mean that Ryder's going to, like, say, not work at Salt or, you know, move, move on or there's a shift there or else that was just kind of pointless. And then... Speaking of writer, Miss Rue and her budding romance with Owen. Sorry, he wears such hippie clothes. He wears those hoodies that you see like travellers wear, like on their gap years. It's just his clothes choice. I like some of the shirts that he wears, but some of them are a bit, some of the clothing are a bit like, I bought this in like a high street shop in Thailand. Or it's just, they're a bit gimmicky or something. I don't know. Just not age appropriate. Anyway, I don't know. He's he's kind of like in and out of contact with Rue. Like he's a bit, he seems like just a bit of a drifter. And then he has this moment of clarity where he's like with Rue, where he's like, I need to leave the bay. Like what? All this build up and now you're just going to leave? So no doubt next week will be full of them trying to figure it out. Or like if he's going... It reminds me of the French woman in that movie Chocolat, where every time the wind changes, her and her daughter have to leave. It's just, I don't know, like, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just a bit random. Like, why build up all this? So you have this, these twin, these brothers come into the bay, totally change everyone's lives and then just leave? Oh, it's just a bit annoying or something. And also, just one more annoying thing. The way Owen is going like, yeah, Evan always lived his truth. 
No, he did. He did not. He was full of all these like generic Hallmark card sayings. Like that's not living your truth. And being a muso isn't living your truth. That's like saying an accountant. It's like living your truth. I just don't. You didn't even know him. Nobody really knew him. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. I will. I digress. And then just Justin. A quick note on him. So. He seems okay, MRIs are fine, he comes home, but like this secret is still kind of bubbling under there. Like, why isn't Tori saying anything about the, like they didn't get the whole tumour and now Lee and Justin think that everything's fine. Justin's going like, yeah, he nailed it, gunner of a surgeon, but like this is still going to come back and even Tori's starting to believe it. So are they just trying to change the storyline midway through and hope we'll forget that they had that massive choice to make the surgery? I don't know. So, Mr. Deanie Thompson, we have John mostly and also Amber in the wake of him skipping town after the Ziggy breakup. And I really love John and Amber's relationship. It's very cute and dare I say a little bit fatherly. And Ziggy hasn't told her parents, I don't think, because they have the phone call. She hasn't told her parents about the breakup with Dean. Anyway, just to note of And when Dean eventually returns home in a weirdly holy shirt like fashion holes but just there was like one too many of them it was quite strange Amber's obviously gives him a hard time John gives him a hard time like Amber's still using Jai's bait but anyway but then she lets Jai do an overnight I suppose then Dean can't really believe his luck but then when Jai of course on the first sleepover Jai gets sick Amber's not answering and then of course like Dean doesn't know the medical history and I think when Tori comes over it definitely made Dean feel really bad that he like doesn't know it and oh my god he's five and I don't know his medical history I don't know if he's allergic to anything and so I suppose the night in hospital was a precaution but like dare I say very necessary and I when when Willow gets involved and calls Amber the big A I really appreciated that and because she wasn't answering you actually would think that something was wrong originally I'd assumed oh here we go just Amber's out for night in the tiles but then it was kind of like oh well this actually could be a bit serious she could be in trouble but then no she was literally just out for hookup when she like storms back to the bay in the morning and was like give me back my kid and it was like but she was stinking of booze and I just can't believe that she respected Dean being like just come back when you're sobered up basically like when she fell she fell pretty hard she didn't really have anywhere to hide and I really appreciated all the home truths that Willow has been giving at the moment there's just so many good one-liners like when she says being a single parent was your choice not Dean's so bloody true and that home truth makes Amber sees sense and she actually apologises. It kind of balances out the power play between Amber and Dean, I suppose. Because then Dean starts to cop on that Amber might be a bit strapped for cash. And then Amber taking that on as, oh, you think I'm a bad mom? But it was just another home truth from Willow. Just let Dean be a good dad. Come on. With then another great one-liner this week from Dean. You open the door and I'm not letting you shut it in my face. So I think the lovely middle ground was found with Dean buying the bike for Jai's birthday. I suppose Dean just wants to make Amber's life easier and not harder. Which, yeah, which is all Dean wants to do. But lurking then in the background is Angelo, who now has seen that Dean has way more to lose if he goes to jail. 
And Angelo's like lurking around, especially in the surf club when he's snooping around John and Alf and John is gossiping so much about Colby and Dean's relationship. I'm actually surprised that never came out. And then the joke about the inbreeding in Mangrove River was (laughs) a touch too far. Just what a little gossip. So this whole poker game, say over a few pints, Angelo's using Jai as a kind of key to get Dean to talk and... It kind of turns out to being a bit of a bluff because Angelo, okay, he's trusting his instincts that he knows that Colby is the one who murdered Ross, but he's kind of got nothing and he's looking for, he's trying to shake the trees around Colby to see if anything will land and using comments like, save yourself. Even though Dean considers the offer, Colby is quick to remind him that Angelo is just playing him to see if he can get anything. So anyway, it was a kind of a stressful few days because it was like, will Dean go in on this offer? And because Colby is acting like such a loose cannon, they've really severed their friendship. Now they're very loyal to each other, but there's no friendship or love there anymore. So I can kind of see why Dean would consider it because he's far more to lose. If he has to choose between Jai and Colby, he's going to choose. Jai. I was surprised to see that Dean did come back on board and you knew then that Angelo was bluffing because his face when Dean was like, oh, I'm not talking. Try something else. So great that Dean is so loyal. So we'll see if they can actually get away with this. Then when Colby's kind of hovering around any contact with Dean kind of reaffirms to Angelo that Colby was involved because he's so stressed out. And when he says, like, when you've nothing to hide, you seem a little stressed. Like, that must reconfirm to Angelo that Colby had something to do with it. Because why is Colby acting like that? Anyway, I'm glad they weathered that storm. But it did kind of bring back into light that the fact that Colby has spent no time getting to know Jai and... Like he just found out he is a kid and he just has n- wants nothing to do with him. It's just, I suppose when you put it like that, you do kind of see how wrapped up Colby is in trying to get away with this murder. But it's coming in at a serious cost. Like even Bella has met Jai. He's like, oh, you're cute. And Jai's like, I know. <laughs> Very cute. But I suppose how could Colby get to know Jai when he's so busy with with Taylor. Well, he does kind of make a major breakthrough this week th- through the most immoral way possible, but Colby figures out that Angelo had made a big mistake in his previous case and sent the wrong guy to prison. And also when Taylor said, oh, that was kind of like the end of us and she gets teary talking about it. So their marital problems has been happening since then. Colby is obviously a bit of a catalyst that has pushed it forward, but it gives Colby the bright idea to complain about the harassment that's going on. Kind of a bold yet smart move. And anytime that case is mentioned, it's a real trigger point for either Angelo or Taylor. Like, she, like as I said, she gets teary, but then he gets real aggressive. So it just shows you how much is at stake for Angelo to get this case right. And that Colby's now just made it even harder. But for now, it's given Colby and Co a bit of breathing room because of all the extra admin now Angelo has to do. Like, it's such a game of chess. But I'm glad Taylor stuck up for herself in giving out to Colby about using that information against Angelo because... I know he's just trying to protect his family, but it makes things really complicated for their relationship. But he manages to win her over arguably very easily. And like, you hurt me. Oh, it'll never happen again. As if. But then we have Bella going to Taylor 
trying to get her to break up with Colby and kind of explaining the external circumstances that exist outside of Colby and Taylor, which Taylor follows through on, which Colby has none of. And then it just becomes really apparent that they're actually falling for each other. So in the midst of all this drama, a quite acute if you're just to remove the adultery and the murdering and all that stuff, quite a cute romance is kind of blossoming and Colby hasn't been with anyone in ages. But anyway, this makes Bella go even crazier and she gets so obsessed about protecting her family that she breaks up with Nick. I just think like they're such a strong couple. They've broken up like twice now. I just think that really didn't need to happen because they could just get in this massive fight or like go on a break or just be not talking. But like the breaking up thing is now going to allow Bella to act even crazier. So with her new plans. So I just think it's, I don't know, like, like, why are they being pitched as this like prince and princess of Summer Bay? And then for them to break up all the time. I don't know, just it kind of eats away at their strength or their, their true love. So anyway, it seems like nothing Bella, Willow or Dean can do to break up Colby and Taylor. Colby has Taylor wrapped around his little finger and because she's so neglected and has someone who's showing her love and attention and giving her what she deserves no matter what the cost, Taylor's all in. So imagine if they became this like runaway <laughs> couple. It would be gas. And I wonder will Angelo ever find out. Anyway, they're all questions for next week. And that about wraps it up. A big thank you for listening. And if you like what you hear, I would love if you could subscribe, rate or review if you have a second, but no pressure. If you want to get in touch, you can email summerbaysepodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about the no spoilers. Just try for one week and see. Just don't look at what's going up tomorrow. It's so tempting, but honestly, it is so worth it. Especially with all this Colby drama going on. Ooh, you won't see those twists and turns coming. G'day and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>